0: God'll get you for that, yeah. <laughs> Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll Get You For That, Walter is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You For That, Walter. And he will not. He will not. In this episode. There were a couple of moments when she could have. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Um, and welcome to "God Will Get You For That," Walter, a podcast where we discuss the 1970s hit sitcom Maud. And I am your host, Tom Cat, and joining me, as always, is my mother, <laughs> Honey Tone Perm. Honey Tone Perm. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I, I don't know it, either. It, it tickles me. It, just it tickles me. Yes, it tickles me when I take a cast iron pan <laughs> to the back of your skull as well. But. I digress. No, it's Tony Holmperm. It's Tony Holmperm. Tony Tony with an I. With an I. And today we're discussing Vivian's Party. Yes. uh, Which which is our episode 58. It is our episode 58, and it is Maud's uh, season 3, episode 10. Mm -hmm. Originally aired November 18th, 1974. Correct. Uh, there are a couple of guest stars. We have mm-hmm. Helen Martin as Stella. Mm-hmm. We have Louis Gus returning as an unnamed delivery mm-hmm. man. And we have Paul Barcelo, who's who, a TV actor of note who just did a couple, like, who did stints here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, who plays an unnamed man. You're right. Uh, it was written by Norman Lear, Elliot Shaneman, and Barbara Avedon. And of course, it was directed by Hal Cooper. Of course. So, what'd you think of the episode? It was cute. It was cute. Um as I said to you, it had a very um I love Lucy feel to it in the in the fact that you had the The Ricardo's versus the The, the Ricardo's versus the Mercios kind of a feel. This time it was the Phillies versus, versus the, the Harmons. Yes, exactly. Which yeah. is a kind of a um a typical sitcom, sitcom yeah. trope. Yep. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> sitcom trope. Mm-hmm. Definitely a sitcom trope. Yeah. So the episode opens with Mrs. and Mrs. Nagatok sipping a, a specific sauce that she's making, she's and she in starts. The kitchen. Yes, she starts singing. I've got a lovely, lovely bunch, bunch of coconuts. coconuts. See them all standing mm-hmm. in a row, mm-hmm. and she she does like a little pirouette, very mm-hmm. very cute see. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing that, Mister uh, Mister Finley Walter, Walter walks in. Mm-hmm. And he says, very They're nice, very Mrs. Nice. like, just playing along with her. Right, right. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Nogatuck, in her fashion, says, sometimes I feel like I regret uh, stepping away from the Bolshoi Ballet. The Bolshoi Ballet, yes. <laughs> yes. So Walter Ruck is asking her, where's Maude? Because Maude is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Um, and uh, she says, I think she was over at Vivian's for a party. right. And that she left a message on the recording machine on, on the, the refrigerator. refrigerator. Yes, and we find out that it, this is the hottest item at Finley's Friendly Appliances. Right. Having did you ever have a recorder on your refrigerator? No, I never. No, I never even heard of anything like that. <laughs> that was weird. I mean, hey, nowadays you can actually do that. Well, now they have refrigerators that are connected to the internet. Yep. I mean... Isn't that something? Oh, it's, like it's you can lovely. send text messages? Through? There, there was actually a meme that I remember seeing a couple of months ago <clears throat> where um, a mother took away their daughter's uh, d- d- device, uh-huh. and then um, I think it was a couple of Twitter's, a couple, of tw- a couple of Twitters, a couple of tweets. Uh-huh. And uh, the daughter found a way to do it on her tablet, uh-huh. and then the mother took the tablet away, and then she did it on the Switch, okay. and then she took the Switch away, and then she did it through her car. Oh. She found a way to access the internet through mm-hmm. her car. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things, where I'm like, wow, technology has certainly come a very long way. Yeah, really. Very So... True. Obviously, you know, Walter then says, this is the hottest item at Findlay. Right, Like, everybody wants one. I think he right. said he sold like 12 dozen or mm-hmm. a dozen or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, he hits the button to hit play and mm-hmm. it's Maud's voice saying, right. Walter, don't go, I need you to, don't take it's off like your coat. The co- and of course, he's I, just, he's in the middle of taking off his, of his coat. He's in the middle of taking off his coat. And he goes, oh, well, come on, Maud. I only, I just got home. And the really? voice responds back, I know he, you just, just got, got home. home. <laughs> So, he ends up clicking it off and says, do you believe it? My wife is now having me argue with my refrigerator. Right. And I think Mrs. Naugatuck says something to the effect of, I've heard the two of you argue and you could use the practice. practice. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And she tells him to listen to your refrigerator. Yes. Listen to the refrigerator. And then I think at that point, Maud enters and says, Walter, don't you listen to your appliances? Right, right. And, um... We have apparently three hours to the party that Vivian is hosting, mm-hmm. um, and Maud has been helping her, helping her for that, right? Um, and then I think at some point Carol came in. Carol comes in, and she's trying to like talk to her mother mm-hmm. about like how much she paid for the outfit that she had on, right? And she right. had in a very attractive um, jacket. Mm-hmm. It was a jacket dress situation, yes. And uh, you know, Maud is like. Carol, I, don't, I cannot have a conversation with you just here. Buff this. right? And Carol's like, Mother, you're never going to guess how much mm. I paid for this. And, you know, Maud is constantly interrupting her. Carol's trying to talk about talk to her about the outfit. And then, you know, Maud turns her back on Carol. And Carol says, By the way, Mother, I'm three months pregnant. Yes. And, and Maud <coughs> says, Carol, I don't care what you do at the office. When you're here, you work. You work. Which, I mean, isn't that just like a mother to put their of child course. to work at home? Of especially for a party. Yes. So so Walter exits from the kitchen, and Maud is like, "You're still here?" Yes. And we find out that you know Arthur sprang a party of twelve onto Vivian that day. Yeah, like last minute. You know, so Maud is all like, "Hold it!" Before you even continue that, what husband in their right mind would say to their spouse? By the way, we're having we're serving for a party for twelve. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It takes a lot of time. To, oh God, I mean, yeah. Nowadays, people can have like people can order in bulk. They can buy sandwiches. They can buy a hero. Mm-hmm. They can buy like a six foot hero. Yes, whatever yes. it is, and just have that delivered to the house. Very true. But during the seventies, you know, it was a little bit more. I guess the term would be romantic. Where you would have the, you would have the maid or you would have the wife prepare a large feast for, mm-hmm. and it would be done either the night before, or it would right. be done a week in advance. Yeah. Because that's what, for my family, mm-hmm. that's how we used to do Sunday dinners. Mm-hmm. Like, everything would be prepared, like a night or two before, and then that Sunday, everything would just be put on heat. Right. And then served that day. Right. But apparently not, not so okay. in the Harmon's household. No uppity white people yes so maude is going on you know poor viv she's a nervous wreck yep and i think she then goes back into the kitchen she goes back into the kitchen and (coughs) um i do apologize for the coughing allergies my allergies are terrible the allergies are awful so just bear with us (laughs) So as Maud enters into the kitchen, she can't help but smell the delicious food that Mrs. Nogatuck has been preparing. Yes. And, you know, she opens this sort of crock pot, uh, Dutch oven situation, and she says, Well, Mrs. Nogatuck, all those years working for royalty Mm. certainly paid off. Mm -hmm. Where did you get this fabulous recipe? And what does Mrs. Nogatuck say? From the TV Guide! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love that. Did you ever use any of the recipes from the TV Guide? I don't think so. There's, okay, there is one chef, and I use the term loosely, mm-hmm. because he doesn't classify himself as a chef, and his name mm-hmm. is Brian Hollis, mm-hmm. and he is very, po- with him. very popular on TikTok. Okay. He makes a lot of recipes from, you know, the Great Depression. Oh, okay. From the, thir- from the 20s, <clears> the 30s, <throat> the 40s, the 50s. I'm familiar he, with, like, cooks, or... Cooking aficionados that do that, and he is one of those people that will make these sort of interesting dishes that no one has heard of in mm-hmm. like a long while. He was the one that made. Um, he was the mm-hmm. one that made the uh, the candlelight dessert, mm-hmm. which was the banana with the whipped cream and the cherry on oh. top with the pineapple. Yeah. He also made peppermint patties from, like 1946. Mm-hmm. Um, he also made the water pies. That was why when oh, we, yes. when your husband made the water yes. pies. I was like, oh, I'm familiar with yeah. Them. And you know he is so—he is such a fascinating individual because he will find recipes from mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's old TV guides from the seventies mm-hmm. or whether it's cookbooks from the thirties or forties or what have you. And you know he is again—he's just so—and he's so—he's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend him, Brian H. B. R. Y. A. N. H. O. The thing I always found fascinating from the seventies. Were those crazy Jello mold things oh, that he's, they made? Yep, he's made he's made meat those, meat Jello. Yes, yeah, I've seen that. Like yes, nope. Like yeah, it, it's always reminded me of head cheese. If you know what head cheese nope. is, nope, absolutely not. You Do know I, what head cheese is? Isn't it like a baloney situation? Yeah, it's with... like it's sort of like you'd think it's like it's like formed into the shape of like. <laughs> A luncheon meat or something, and absolutely not. And then it's sliced. the closest. The closest thing I come to that is uh, mortadella. Mm. That's the closest I will ever come to head cheese. Is mortadella? Yeah. Um, uh, I like mortadella. Imported, yeah, of course, imported. If it's very thin. <coughs> Go ahead, cough it up. <laughs> there was actually um, George Carlin did mm-hmm. a bit on. Uh, George Carlin did a bit on like. Different types of foods like yogurt. You couldn't say yogurt because it sounds like it's coming up again. Yes, and it does. Like making jokes about head cheese and like mm-hmm. all. T- uh, but when did the Jello molds really become a thing? Was it during late, the seventies? Was it sixties? D- early seventies. Early seventies. Yeah. Okay. Especially the um, like the women's magazines. Yes. Like would have you know you know those ads and all and you know Jello wanted to sell product. And so you know when did I never actually when did spam become a oh thing? spam was much much earlier that was I think that was like around World War II okay because yeah because it was you know a cheap way to have like some sort of like meat meat product, product it is good though like my my mother sometimes she'll make um she'll do like spam and eggs mm. or she'll do Sometimes uh, Frank, Frank he wants uh, spam, but I prefer now to get the low sodium spam. Yes, because the regular spam has a lot of salt. In a, it. Lot of salt. a lot it's of salt. A lot of salt. Also, spam is the national meat of Hawaii. Yeah, they love they the the, the, the Hawaiians, Hawaiians love also spam. in the Philippines too. Yes, it's mm-hmm. real. They, it's like there's like all these recipes that they yeah. make with it. So very interesting. Interesting how that became a, a thing. thing. Um. So, where were, we? where, where, where were we? Where, where were we? Where were we? We were talking <laughs> um, about uh, TV guide. Yes, TV guide. Yes. So, yes, TV guide. Um, I think at that point Maud exits into the living room, and Philip comes in from outside, mm-hmm. and he says, "Hi, Grandma." She oh, says, "Not now, not Philip. now, Philip." Yeah, so loving, just such a loving grandma, loving grandma. And um, uh, start, he starts pulling the he gum. Str- he strums his gum. Uh, He's, you, did you ever do that as a kid? No, I did. Uh, I did. I, I actually chewed did... a lot of bubble gum. Well, yeah, that was. Oh, oh, I'll tell you. You probably don't know about this. You'd be surprised. But go ahead. Back in the day, back in the day when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yes, when I was when I was when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Originally, you only could get like the um, the the Bazooka Joe bubble gum. Yeah. And That stuff is hard as a friggin' brick. Oh, it uh huh. Then, they came out with bubble gum. Yeah, and it was the soft. It was the softest soft, soft bubble gum. gum, and it was like, ooh. It was all the Then, a rumor came out. Oh no. That said there were spiders' eggs in the bubble gum. <gasps> and like all of a sudden, yeah, and like you know, people were like, stop buying the the bubble gum. Who started the rumor? They, they. Well, this is what happened. Bubblegum actually took out like full-page newspaper ads. Yeah. In like you know all over the country, to, you know tell everyone you know there there are no spider eggs in the in, bubblegum. In the bubblegum, and if you know of someone who started the rumor, please notify them, and there will be a reward uh-huh. and all this stuff. Yeah. I can't even look it up on my phone because it's dead. Yeah. I would google like who started the rumor about the spider's eggs in Bulgaria but, but yeah but that I mean, was a big It was a bazooka bazooka joke and it was probably at about this this time interesting at the same time yeah probably it was probably maybe a little that actually maybe it was a little bit later mm-hmm. probably a little bit later so yeah. like 76 77 yeah, yeah i think so okay but it was a it was a huge thing that wouldn't surprise thing. me. That would not surprise me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember years ago when we would get like Bazooka Joe from the Ice Cream Man, and just again hard as a rock, like you're you're chewing it, but that, uh. like as soon as you started chewing it, it's yeah. of enough of them. But that stuff was like a brick. Still is. Yeah. yeah, still is. Do they still make it? I don't like look at candy. I think th- I think Bazooka Joe is still a still. But a you product. know what? I think they changed it. I think it probably is like a soft gum now. Yeah. If if it's around, nobody. Ain't nobody got time for brick and bubble gum. No, no one <laughs> has time for hard things in their mouth. No. <laughs> okay. So, moving gaily forward. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, Philip is strumming his gum, like pulling it out of his mouth and strumming it like a guitar. Right. And, you know, Walter's like, Philip. Mm-hmm. No one does that. You, if you want to be a, a, a decent member of society, you'll stop doing that. You and Philip says, "You have to behave. You have to behave." And you know, Philip, in his exasperated, youthful tones, says, He's "Rules. Un- I'm surrounded, surrounded by, by rules. rules." Yeah, and I don't even, I don't even know um, what the point of that whole little thing between Philip and Baldwin I mean, was. I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Because if you re- if you remember later, mm-hmm. like, but, We'll get to it, okay. and then, then I'll explain all right, the resolve up. behind why that why it all comes back together. So, um, Lord is suggesting to Walter that he go get stuff for, for go the Go get party. some fun things for fun the party. Things, so, be like cushions. cushions and hand buzzers. Yes. So, Walter's trying to go out the door, and of course... There's a guest! There's there's the first guest. There's the first guest, and it is, it is Louis Gus as the delivery man. To yes. those that don't know, Louis Gus is very famous for playing in Moonstruck... Moonstruck. And also, um, what's her name? What's his name's brother in that one episode of The Golden Girls? Oh, oh, yeah, brother. No, he was the um, the, the, husband. Yes. He was the husband. Yes, the husband. Yes, Mister and of... Missus Caligula. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you come on in and pull up a whip? <laughs> you wanted my mother for sex games. It's not that. Old. If you, you, know, you, have to, you have to say that it's unbelievable, and then it's unbelievable. It's not that unbelievable. <laughs> you don't get any lemonade. <laughs> that that still remains one of my favorite lines. Still remains one of my it favorite lines. It is good. Lines. It is a good line. You don't get any lemonade. So apparently he has three heads of lettuce and one can of mixed nuts. Two heads of lettuce and three cans of mixed no, nuts. No, it was three heads of lettuce. was it three heads of It was of three heads of lettuce. No, because then the line he says is two heads are better than one. Okay. Two heads of lettuce, three cans of mixed nuts. Oh, okay. I knew there and, was a three and something. And uh, Maud says, "I because I, Maud is upstairs now at this point. Right. And, um, you know, uh, Maud then calls down saying, I only wanted one head of lettuce. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Louis Gus says, the delivery man says, oh, well, you know, two, two, heads, the, two are heads are better, better than, than one. one. And, um Maud than calls down. I heard that Walter yeah, throw, throw him out. <laughs> She's such a gracious woman. Isn't oh yeah, she? It's the the pinnacle of grace. So Walter um, is, you know, he's uh, he he, takes he the, asks, how much do I tra- he asks, the can? How much do I much, owe you? And he says it's a charge. Yes. So, um, but then he says, then he says, God he says, you look familiar. <laughs> and Walter's like trying to avoid the conversation, but you know, the guy he asks, oh, you drive a blue sedan. Mm-hmm. So Walter says yes, and mm-hmm. he says, "Oh, I, I saw you uh, on Dover Street, or whatever it yeah, was, the main street, and we you were, were sucking on a sour ball and, and spit, spit it out, out, out the, the window. window." Yes, and he grabs the groceries right and leaves. Yes. Yeah. So were we to infer from that that when he spit out the red the the sour ball that it hit him either it port. hit him or I mean. Years ago, spitting was looked at as juvenile. Uh Uh-huh. So if you noticed, Philip then took the gum out of his mouth again and started strumming it. Right. So it just stands to reason that even as you get older, you know. You're still doing juvenile juvenile things. Or that Walter was yelling at because Philip, remember for me, and juvenile, in, and mean, and he did something juvenile. Remember, it remember in Willy Wonka mm-hmm. when um, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. We're we're close. Oh. It, it definitely is Violet because you know Violet says spitting's a nasty habit, and she's yeah. picking her nose. Yes, yes, like that's yes. sort of in that same vein. Yes. Um. So yes, at that point, I think Walter then chases mm-hmm. after Philip. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Philip runs off. Mm -hmm. And then I think at that point, Maud comes downstairs and she, um, Mm -hmm. I think Maud comes downstairs Mm -hmm. and either Carol is coming down with her or Carol was in the background. Carol was in the background. Yes. And, you know, Maud stops and looks up and says, three Three months months pregnant? pregnant? (laughs) And, you know, uh, Carol says, I only said that to you to get you to pay attention to what I was trying to tell you. And Maud says, "Buff, buff, Carol, buff. Buff. Um, uh, that, and then Maud asks her, she says, um, she's asking about a specific dress. Low cut blue dress. Is it, is it, is is it, it too, too sexy? sexy? And Carol looks at her and smiles Ooh. and says, not anymore. <laughs> and then exits to the kitchen and then Maud says, that's right, Carol, hit and run. Mm-hmm. At that point, Arthur comes Arthur in. Arthur storms in. What are you doing to my wife? She's, yes, she's got the the seating she, arrangement all, all messed, messed up. up. She's got the, the a brain surgeon next to, to a the foot, foot, foot doctor. doctor. Right? What are they What are they going to talk about? What are they going to talk about? <laughs> Maud, in her infinite wisdom, says if they met halfway up the back, they could be talking about you. Yes, yes. She, I mean, they gave her some great zingers in this they episode. Did. They did, and of course, Maud delivers it in that that B delivers it in that traditional B fashion. And uh, Arthur is trying to explain to Maud. That this is a big coup for him. Yes, having this um, party and uh, peric- well, because I guess- because Arthur thinks that Maud is trying to sabotage the party because this is their first this is their first dinner that they're hosting since being a married couple, mm-hmm. and you know again all of this could have been avoided if Arthur just made the dinner for also also okay something that really bothers me even in. I don't know how things were years ago. I really don't. But in today's world, unless you are all in communication with each other, there is no way you're getting 12 people for dinner. Oh, God, no. I mean, six, fine. I can understand six, and then the husbands will bring their wives. That makes sense to me. But the fact that it we is We can't so... even get five drag queens at That's one not show. That's like what I'm saying, though! <laughs> and I... And it was, and I was the one who canceled this. My like, you were the one. It was. It's just. I, I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, it's dinner for twelve. The, what did Arthur have a meeting of the doctors in the hospital and just said, oh, we're having a party tonight? Like yeah. it just. I uh, if my husband ever did that, I'd kill him. Of course, I would kill him, and rightly so. And no court would ever convict you. He had it coming. He had it. Coming. He had it coming. Uh, so, so at that point, that's Arthur That's when is, he notices the smell. Yes, he notices yes. the smell. And what is Mrs. Nogatuck making? Oh, uh, what was it? It was it was Cabbage stuffed, Dubrovnik. Yeah, stuffed cabbage. Stuffed cabbage debrovnik. And I've never had stuffed cabbage dubrovnik. I've uh, never even had stuffed cabbage. I, I make a a you know, sort of traditional Jewish mm-hmm. sweet and sour cabbage. Yeah. And um it's good. It's really good. If it's made right if it's made right, I'm sure it's really it's, it's really it's really good. Um Frank actually picked up some from the handy pantry, yeah, and um, he was like saying, "Oh, it's oh, it's it's really it's really good, it's really good." The one from Uncle Giuseppe's is good. I haven't had theirs. I, I've, I've, I mean, from what, from what my because my sister eats stuffed cabbage. Mm-hmm. I do not eat stuffed cabbage, but mm-hmm. for a while that was what my sister ate because she was going on a diet. Okay, and that was like her little lunch that she would bring with her when she goes to do her her job. Um, what is it? Um, Ben's. Zorns by um, um, Zorns by, by Aldi's, okay, um, okay, yes, um, it's, it's by it's, it's, it's by know, Yes. by Smithhaven Mall, yes, I know what you're talking about that little strip mall, yep, and they have a Zorns there, and mm. they it's a traditional Jewish deli and they make um stuffed so cabbage, so expensive, so expensive. That so place. expensive. I know, I, is... my, my parents actually went there recently and they they bought. It was almost like fifty dollars for two pastrami sandwiches. Yeah, but it was so good. Yeah, I know they. <laughs> oh, do it make, was so good. They do make a great pastrami sandwich. I am a sucker they, for good they pastrami. They really do. I am
1: but, a uh, sucker for
0: good pastrami. When I was a sandwich. kid, my mother's father yeah. was a cook, mm-hmm. and uh, one of his specialties mm-hmm. was stuffed cabbage. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, like I would eat so many of the stuffed cabbage rolls. My mother actually, at one point, she said. If you eat another stuffed cabbage roll, she said, "I'm going to be sick." <laughs> she was. She just. She's like couldn't watch me eat another one. But I. Oh, I it's one of my favorite stuffed cabbage with mashed potatoes, Ugh. and that's your dinner. That's oh, I'm I'm done. I'm good. Oh, and if you have a good rye bread with it, stop. Uh, you're making me hungry now. With butter, mm, mm. it's like butter. So... Correct. At that point, Vivian comes in. No, we, no, we're missing the joke. There's oh, a punchline no. oh, there. Yes, because when when Mullet says "stuffed cabbage to Brovnik," Arthur says, yes. you're going to feed cabbage to a group of twelve doctors in a small in a small home." Yeah, I oh, I think you're trying to deliberately sabotage my party. That's right, deliberately trying to ruin the party. Right, uh, because obviously, when you eat cabbage, it makes you it make you a little gassy. Just a little gassy. Just a little gassy. Right. So, at that point, Vivian comes in and she is having a fit of hysteria. And she's in curlers. She's in curlers, yes. And the, the uh, maid, The Stella maid is right behind her. Is in tow, and that was... And, um, you know, one of the... I, I really want to point out how much of a dick oh God, Arthur yeah. is in mm-hmm, this episode. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Vivian comes in and she's having a fit of hysteria. And he goes, Vivian, you're the, you're the wife of a prominent doctor. Mm-hmm. You can't be having these fits of hysteria. And it's like, sir, sir, sir. Well, that comes back to that comes bite, back to bite him in the behind. In, in the bow. So you know, Stella comes in behind her, and you know, Arthur's like, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and Stella goes, "I'm your maid." Who who we come to find out? She's only been working for him for fifteen years. Mm. And you know, Arthur says, in his infinite wisdom, wisdom. Mm, "I didn't recognize you in someone, someone else's house. house. Yeah, cool. I just mm, don't like him." So I believe Arthur exited at that point. Arthur exits at that point and then Maud's like, I, I, I really don't know what to do with, with with Stella. I don't know what she's supposed to do. Right, so Vivian is like is, has basically come to ask Maud what Stella should do. Yeah, to try to tell you know, Stella what and, she should do. And Maud goes over to Stella mm-hmm. and you know I mm, I love Maud. But this was one of those moments where I really didn't like her. Mm. Because she says, like, peel the shrimp. Mm do a baked Alaska for dessert. Well, that, no, the baked Alaska, that was like That the, was the last that thing. That was the last and thing. And just make like make a sim- remoulade sauce. a remoulade and, sauce. And all these, you know, all, d- d- like all, all of these things. things to do. And just for dessert make a simple baked simple Alaska. simple baked Alaska. Which is not an easy it, thing it's, to make. That doesn't exist, simple baked Alaska. That's like saying make a simple... Um, <laughs> oh, God! I, I, you know, I had the dessert in my head and then it just went right out my head. Like, like a... a creme, like, brulee. Oh, creme brulee. Well, yeah. I mean... I remember like, it would probably be simpler it's than the big Alaska. Simpler than a big Alaska. But you know, something like a like a you know, a fifteen layer tiered cake yeah. or something. I, it's just very complicated. Very, very complicated. So And then so, and then once you're done with that, simply clean the set simply set the set the uh, the dinner down and then clean up afterwards. Right. It was and like, Stella like says, it was... Is that all? Yeah. And Maude goes, Yes, that's all. And mm-hmm. Stella smiles sweetly and says I quit. I quit. <laughs> you know what? It kind of that all kind of reminded me of like, um, well, there's been a lot of that going around, yes. With um, you know, in companies, uh-huh. and I've seen like, um, you know, on Facebook and things, where like, like an entire store, just up to some the quits. employees up just saying, you know what? We quit. I, I, I was watching the nanny, and we've mentioned we've mentioned this in like previous episodes. Max paid Fran six six one two three four five six. dollars an hour to nanny his children he is a multi-millionaire broadway producer mm-hmm. and you're paying your nanny six dollars $6 an hour. and like every time they would make jokes about um how much money they would get in their christmas bonus i'm like i'm sure it wasn't all that much yeah i don't think it was all that much at all so yes that is the thing that's happening because workers are being put to the brink Pushed to the brink of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, working 40 hours a week ain't paying those bills anymore. Yeah. And it's becoming, it's becoming, it's becoming a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming an epidemic when it comes to these, these, you know, big corporations are like announcing the largest profits, the best, best corporate profits ever. Yeah. And, you know, we're here as simple working class and we're struggling. Right. So what? What's happening, friends? Yeah, I don't know. What's what's happening? And, and or you'll see like somebody has posted like a screenshot where on a um, a guest receipt where tip is supposed to go, somebody like sarcastically writes, "Get a better job." Isn't that terrible? It's horrible. My favorite is when it's the Jesus dollars. Ugh. I love the Jesus dollars. I orgasm for the Jesus dollars. I get handed them and I'm looking at it and I was just like, ha ha. ha, 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 ha. I'm going to throw this in the fire now. (laughs) But but then the then the thing is, like, people now, a lot of restaurants They're losing staff. Waits are very long Uh and people are like complaining, and it's like, well, you know, you're, you were t- telling people if they didn't in, like it, get a better job. In, now that they did, you're still not at you're not happy. I'm, I'm trying to think of where it was that I recently saw, but there's I think a restaurant in Iowa or Nebraska or someplace where they had this sort of sign mm-hmm. that reads "Gratuity not necessary because the workers are paid a living wage." Right. And that I love that so much, and they mm-hmm. do it a lot in Europe. Oh, and yeah. unless the service in Europe is like the tops, mm-hmm. you don't tip, right? Because it's already it's already right. in the t- it's already in the the fee it's already in the fee at the end of the I dinner. Mean, that's how it should be. Correct. 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 But That's what. <laughs> the, mm. Oh, the <sighs> during. I want to say in the in the last couple of months there was a big scandal where an email was released to the public from mm-hmm. the from the uh, Applebee's corporation. Mm-hmm. And they were basically, it was the, I think it was the uh, CEO of Applebee's basically saying, you know, we're going to continue to hire more people and those that like can't, can't make it to their job, can, like, either quit or get a better job. Like, it was just, right. it was a really callous email. Right. And it's very easy to find. Like, you can find, mm-hmm. like, you can type in Applebee's <clears throat> scandal letter and, like, read up on what it is that the owner of Applebee's feels about his workers. Works. Right. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, why? What, what, per, what, what leads a person to, to say that all of their workers are just that expendable? Yeah. I don't get it. Callous disregard. Correct. Ka- callous disregard for the working class. For for, for humans. For correct. just people in general. Uh-huh. So, so Yeah. We continue down this road. Yeah, she so says, Stella was it was, Stella I, says I quit. I don't do I, I don't I do, do windows. No windows? And, and I, don't, I, don't do no I don't do parties. That's right. And Maud says, which is why the Harmons yeah. have the dirtiest, the quietest house, mm. and the dirtiest windows in the neighborhood. And Vivian's like, but Stella, Stella, you're like family to us. And Stella says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, black sheep of the family." Black sheep of the family. And this was, um, Stella Helen, was played by Helen Martin. Helen Martin, Helen right? Martin. From two two seven. From two two seven. She was like one of those older ladies that sat in the window, basically. Yep. I too was one of those old women that sat in the window. Mm-hmm. I still am one of those old women that sits in the window. Yes. <laughs> That's a good career move for you. Uh-huh. The best career move <laughs> for me. No more dropping to my knees anymore. No. Well Oh <laughs> shush. So, you know, Maud is like, <coughs> my maid is I mean, oh, Vivian's like, my maid is gonna quit, my maid is gonna quit, and you know, Maud in her yes. in her grace and her dignity yes. says Vivian, I am a liberal and these are my people. Yeah, her people. Her people. Her people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she goes on this bit of a monologue where mm-hmm. she's talking about... I, I, I really just did not pick up half the things that she was saying. It was just... But she was going on one of those, like, bleeding-heart liberal monologues yeah. that, where it's her being the white savior again mm-hmm. and just going on and on and on. Uh, um, and, you know, Stella then comes back at her and says, Well... That's how you feel. You can serve the people and I'll clean the windows. Right. And, you know, Maud stops her and says, Wait a minute, I am not that much of a liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Maud says something else and uh, yeah. just again continues to monologue. Uh, and didn't, it doesn't. Stella stuff. then says, If you think mm-hmm. I'm going to serve 12 people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can take a flying leap into your cabbage <laughs> Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. <De> <laughs> just the way that she's. <laughs> Back. And just just <laughs> dipped. Yeah. Strode out the house, picked up the bus, and left. Um and that's when Maud is 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 like, I, I told Arthur I told Arthur fifteen years ago how you should have never hired her. Yeah, that she wasn't dependable. She was not dependable, yeah, you know, yeah, of not, course. Of course. You know, she only worked for him for fifteen years. Only but, worked for them for fifteen years. But not dependable. Years. So Vivian's like, so vivian has got his bereft with grief. And we really see, you know, what you know, <clears throat> Vivian has progressed into that really, you know, yeah. she sort whiny, of whiny, yeah, pathetic, yep. Oh, what was me? Yep. character that she she became. Yep, changed so much from from when we first from when we first were introduced we first to her. met her, yeah. <clears throat> When, you know, she had gray in her hair and she had her face was a little saggy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not for nothing, it was thrown into the script. Like, mm-hmm. one of the things I can say for the script was that they always made a point to point out that. Not always, but they pointed it out that Vivian did have a face like mm-hmm. and she dyes her hair. Right. Even though that's how Ruben Clanahan looked during her time. Right. <clears throat> so... so- um, you know, Vivian's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Who are we going to get to serve the people? And then at that point, Mrs. Naugatuck comes in singing, home, home on mm-hmm. the Thames. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the Thames? I have never been out of the country. Oh, that's sad. I know. Neither have I. Oh, well. The closest I've been to out of the country is Hawaii. What? Huh? You left is, the mainland. That was the last time I will ever go to the the islands. Okay. So um, Maud tells Vivian she going to lend her Mrs. Nogatuck. Yes, and, you know, uh, Vivian's like, well, wait, uh, uh, do you mind? Ooh. And Maud goes, who would mind? <laughs> and Mrs. Nogatuck immediately shoots up she her raises hand. Raises her hand. And, of course, Maud says, Mrs. Nogatuck, if you would like to leave the room, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> and, you know, Mrs. Nogatuck says, just a moment, just a flipping moment. <laughs> A person can lend a, a person a pencil, pencil or, or a, s- I forget what a else she book. said, a book, but a person does not yeah, lend, lend another, another person, person another person. Right. And I think Maud says, You're, you're going to do right but just, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to ingratiate herself. Right. Right. And, um, talk up the fact that she'd be doing a great service mm-hmm. to Vivian. And, um, I think Mrs. Nogatuck then says, as we say in the the bird-watching foundation, bullfish. <laughs> uh, and I think Maud tells her that she'll, she'll give her 20 bucks to I'll do I'll give it. you 20 bucks. I'll be there at 7. Right. Which was, again, very funny. And, and then we come to our first commercial break. First break, yes. Uh, and when we come back, Walter comes into the house, squeezing a whoopee With cushion. With a whoopee cushion. And, you know, Maud says, uh, Walter, step acting like a doctor. Yes. And she's telling him to get dressed for the party. Yup. And what does Walter say? What party? Um, And that's when we come to find out that you know Maud is under the impression that they're going to be invited. That Maud was like just like under the impression that they were that they were were invited. They were they were automatically it was just assumed they would be going. And Walter's like, um, we're not invited. He's like, Arthur didn't say anything didn't to say me anything about anything to us coming to the party. Yeah. And um Maude is just like, how how could you honestly think that we wouldn't wouldn't be invited? And uh, uh, isn't it? A- she goes on to like really uh, like sell it to the audience how vivian and i are such close friends how could she not you Mm -hmm. shows how little you know about the deep simpatico between two women friends right Right. and then i think at that point vivian comes in comes in did she come in through the front Front door door. she does come in through the front door i mean it's like laughing everyone comes in and out of doors yeah um and she's thanking Maud. And she's, so like, Maud thanking Maud so much and uh-huh. I'll tell you all about and the party tomorrow. tomorrow. And Maud has this big smile on her yes. face as Vivian leaves and she still with that 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 glorious uh, smile sure. on her face. Walks over to the telephone, uh, dials and- a number, puts right. it to her phone and says, "Hello, police. Yeah. I'd like to report a noisy party." Yes. And Walter's trying to like get the Paper uh, the the phone away from her, yeah, and she's yelling and get him, get him. (laughs) But she says even before that, oh, it's okay. The the party doesn't start for another three hours, right, right. And like Walter is wrestling the phone away from her, and they finally hang it up. Yes, and then there's a break. There's a scene break. break. And then when we, when come, we back, come back, Walter's, Walter's reading, reading the, the paper, paper, yes, and Maude yes. saunters yes. down the stairs mm-hmm. in again that favorite favorite outfit of mine that she wears. It's it's the long black tunic with the um the, the palazzo pants and this long black jacket mm-hmm. vest situ- the long vest situation mm-hmm. that's very flowy with the chiffon sleeves and on the back of the the back of the jacket—it's like these bright yellow and blue flowers, very, very pretty. I mm-hmm. need that outfit. Yeah, that would be a great outfit to have. And can we cannot forget the tiara she's wearing, <laughs> and these beautiful like teardrop, like uh, teardrop earrings. Uh, and she, I think she says at the top of the yeah. stairs, thank goodness we're not going to this rotten, miserable, tacky party. Yes. Because she has nothing to wear. Because I have nothing to wear. <laughs> um, uh, and Walter, of course, is immediately suspicious. Of course. And she's uh, she's like, "I." he goes, what are you up what to? What are you up to? And she says, I'm not up to anything. <laughs> um. I think at that point, you know... Maud is well. well he, Walter, he calls her small and petty. I think. Right, right. He Does anything to... happen between that? I feel like something happens between that. But well, I... he's he's telling her that you know he, he what he's like trying to get it out of her. He knows she's got some kind of a, a scheme. Yep. To to get them invited to the party. Yep. And Maud's insisting you know um, that she has no that she she doesn't have a scheme. Um, and Vivian is going to be basically begging yes her to come to the party. That's what it was, like, yes, where Maud is insisting that yes. she's going to try everything in her power mm-hmm. to make Vivian beg and plead mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to get her excited. Exactly. And you know, Walter calls her, now, come on, Maud, you're being yes. small and petty. Right. And yes, Maud then says, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually said something like this, um, I'm not small, small and petty. And petty. <laughs> Big and petty. Big and petty. So I think at that point, the phone mm-hmm. rings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Maud answers it, and she says, oh, hello, Vivian. Vivian. <laughs> no, Mrs. Naugatuck can't make it. I'm so it. sorry. Mrs. Naugatuck can't make Her it. Her nose is stuck in the pressure cooker. Yes. And she's, uh, having, she's suffering from soft-boiled septum. <laughs> and then I think she hangs up the yes. phone, and she says to Walter, I never do anything small. <laughs> Uh, and you know, Walter's and Walter tells tells he, he says that's a that was a rotten thing to do. And of course, Maud, and her at her pettiest, says that's right, mm-hmm. rotten, miserable, sick, and right. completely brilliant. And Walter's saying that he he's like he he won't he won't go. Yep. and uh, he accuses her of being a, a neurotic child, I yep. believe. And she says, "You this from the man who acts the same way when he misses a rerun of Gilligan's Island." <laughs> uh and is it at this point i think at that point walter uh, arthur 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 and vivian Vivian come in and vivian is all dressed and her nails are still wet yes he's holding holding the hands up up, hands up wiggling the fingers to you know get them to dry quicker yep and Arthur is like you know maude we have to talk and you know, Maud's like, "Oh, Arthur, so good mm. to see you. We were about to go outside and rotate our tires. Won't yes. you join us?" Yes, because one always rotates tires. In one it. always rotates tires in full regalia with a tiara. On. Of course, don't you? Of course, <laughs> it's the in thing to do. Do you have any tiaras? No, oh. I don't. I do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, you bitch. I know I you have, have tiaras. I have, I do not have I tiaras. I have tiaras. I do not have tiaras. Oh, yeah, the have the tiaras. only thing I have are outfits that I've made myself, because <laughs> okay. I'm a big well one one. Usually dog does dogma. not make tiaras themselves. No, I'm not that talented. Not so, yet, at least. So that the closest thing I had to a tiara was the um, the crown I made for my Ursula outfit, which unfortunately mm. was destroyed by the cats. Ah, well, the cats enjoyed them. <sighs> Oh, so. So, um, I think at that point, uh, Mrs. Nogatuck comes downstairs because Arthur is calling to Mrs. Nogatuck to come downstairs because obviously Arthur wants Mrs. Nogatuck right, to. Right, start right, right. So she says, coming! So she comes downstairs, orig- initially in red slingbacks. Yes, yes. And Maud says, back upstairs, Nogatuck. Mm hmm. And you know, Mrs. Norbert then says, "I wish you told me sooner. I could have went down, down to the port and pick up I a sailor." Sail. And, and, and Mortel tells her the fleet may be in, but your ship has sailed about ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. Uh, uh, and uh, as she goes back upstairs, she's now in black, black shoes. Shoes. Yeah. So that was very indirect. Inter- I caught yeah. that like one of the first, one of the last times I was watching the episode, and I'm like, "Huh? I wonder why that happened." Yeah. And then I realized that sometimes they'll just either re-record something because it needs to be, be re-recorded recorded, or yeah. just doing reshoots yeah. here and there. Yeah, so. definitely. And they didn't, uh, they didn't catch that didn't catch in, in, in the wardrobe. Editing. They didn't catch it yeah, in the wardrobe. Yeah, that, that she had on the wrong shoes. Yep. Because then they, they then they switch back to the red. And then they switched they back to They went from the red, red to black to back to black red. Back to red. Yes. Um, um, so at that point, Mrs. Nogatuck goes back upstairs and, uh, I think at that point, Maud is like, "You are welcome to get down on your hands and basically saying you can, you can try and beg beg for my forgiveness." Right, right. You're welcome to try. Yeah. Um. And then I think at that point, Walter's like trying to reason with her, saying, "Come on, now. The parties are dull, dumb, and stupid." Right. Uh. And you know, even when the even when the doctors are trying to tell jokes, all the parts of the body are in Latin. Yes. Yes. So again, Walter's trying to reason with Maud and say, you know, and, you're not going to have a good time. Right. It's going to be another dull party. And, and 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 Vivian, like she points out about the joke, she's like, oh, that that's right. She's like, well, what was that joke you told you told me last week about, about the fallen Metatarsal? Yeah, you know, the CPA and the fallen, fallen Metatarsal. <laughs> to those that don't know, the Metatarsal is the middle of your foot. Yes. Um. Uh, so you know, I think at that point, Walter, and Mort is just like, "That's not good enough. That's not good enough." You're saying that Walter and I are not good enough for your party. Yes, and I think she makes a joke about their home being decorated in early Jack well, in the Box. Arthur or tells or her. That. Arthur says that he tells her to. He, she has to release Mrs. Naugatuck. That was like such a rude thing yes. to say. Yes, like you are not owed, Mrs. Naugatuck. That was a kindness. It reminded and, me of Clash of the Titans. Release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Release the Mrs. Nogatuck. <laughs> Release the Mrs. Nogatuck. Aw. I do love that movie. It's it's a very it's a very good movie. I liked actually I was talking to somebody on online. Who was it? Oh, Evan Lawrence. Okay. Because he was talking about he made a remark about um online on Facebook about um the movie Making Love yes. with Harry Hanlon. Yes. Uh, that was uh it's like very early 80s. Okay. It was, did you ever see that? Making Love, Harry Hamlin. I think it was Michael Onkian and Kate Jackson. Nope. Can't say that. next One scene. of the very first, um, like Hollywood movies, uh, about a gay romance. Well, not really a gay romance. Um, Michael Onkian, I believe was a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's married to Kate Jackson. Yeah. And he, um. And Harry Hamlin was this guy that is a patient, mm-hmm. and um, he's he's gay, and uh, all of a, and basic, basically, uh, Michael Ankin ha- has an affair with with Harry Hamlin. Yeah, and uh, it was like it was like very you know big, very risque. everything. Scary. But I said I much preferred Harry Hamlin in, in Clash of the Titans when he was running around in the little uh, Greek panties yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. at the very beginning of the. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, speaking of uh, 1980s fare, uh, are you familiar with the movie legend? Yeah, with Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise and Tom um, Curry. Curry, yes. I remember watching that the first time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the only part that, like, really terrified me was the shadow, the shadow demon. Like, that was the mm-hmm. only thing that, like, really scared me mm-hmm. as, a, as a youngin. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it a couple of years ago, and I'm like... Could they have gotten any more crotch shots of Tom Cruise? Oh, did they? I have to... I, I don't remember and that. I mean, it was aggressive. Oh. I'm like every other time, Tom Cruise was falling backwards and you were seeing his underwear. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh, I don't and remember then, that. And then of course you have like Tim Curry in this gigantic like drag version of Lucifer. Lucifer yeah. It just... It was a lot. It was, yeah. it was, again, one of those movies where I'm just like, who are you marketing this nonsense mm-hmm. to? Yeah, t- uh, Tom Cruise was never, like, a heartthrob for me. Not for, neither for me either, but again, it was just one of those movies where I'm, like, watching it, and I'm like, this is aggressive. This is, mm-hmm. like, in your face. Mm-hmm. This is, like, Batman and Robin levels of, oh. of debauchery. <laughs> uh, interesting. So, so yeah, so Arthur is demanding that they release, release Mrs. Mrs. Nogatuck, and um, Maud suggests that they do a self-serve. Yes. Buffet. Something to that effect, right? Yes. Because their ha- their home that, was decorated in like early Jack, Jack in the, in the Box. box. <laughs> and Jack in the um, Box, obviously, is a fast food yes. restaurant. Which they used to have them here on Long Island. And now they don't even. Yeah. Because my husband Frank. I, th- I think there's like one or two out east. I really? Think. Either out east or, or in Nassau. I thought they have them like um, on the west coast. that's sure on the west yes. coast. It has like a almost like a wah wah. Yeah, but um, Frank said mm-hmm. like the big thing was like back in the seventies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be leaving the bar yes at about two or three in the morning. Sounds about right. And you would go to the Jack in the Box. Yep. Because you could get hamburgers and tacos and all who, kinds knows of stuff. who knows what else. I mean, nowadays girls go to the Taco Bell. True. Either Taco Bell or White, White Castle. Castle. Oh God, yeah. Whew. I can't eat them anymore. Nope. I can't eat them. Destroyer, destroy yourself. They repeat on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it eat chicken. It repeats, it on, repeats me. on me. It repeats on me. So at that point... <laughs> Arthur says... You've reduced Vivian to tears. Because and he he's the one and meanwhile, I'm he's the it. one reduced to tears. Again, one of the things that I love about Maud is that they are not they are completely and totally not afraid to shy away from the topic of the differentiations and the similarities between the sexes. Mm-hmm. Like Norman Lear will always turn turn that mentality on its ear. Mm-hmm. Like um there's another line coming up where you know, Maud and Vivian are crying in each other's arms and, you know, Arthur turns to Walter and says, women. And Walter mm-hmm. says, you can say that again. Yeah. And then, Walter goes into this hysterical fit about an actress, but we'll get to that in we'll just get a that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, um, Maud, meanwhile, the, the doorbell had rung. The doorbell so rings. So she goes Maude to the door. to the door <laughs> and she opens it to Ooh. find, um, what is his name? Uh, not Louis Gus Paul Marcelou playing an unnamed man unnamed man with with his with a woman and they uh, it's not she's not even credited no she's not even credited she doesn't have any I don't think she had any lines she doesn't have any lines at all right um and the gentleman they're looking for the Harmons they're looking for the (laughs) Harmons and Maud says oh the Harmons the Harmons haven't you heard (laughs) and the the gentleman asks no (laughs) and Maud then says they're dead they're dead (laughs) And the audience loses their mind, loses their collective mind, and just starts cackling away. And you know, the gentleman like looks agog, aghast, like very shocked. I think he was like, "Dad, are, are are you sure?" And Maud says, yes, <laughs> as far as we're <laughs> concerned, and then slams the door in, door their, in their, face. their face. Because that's what B. Arthur is good at. Yes. <laughs> so, so Arthur and Vivian and Walter are now all coming out of the kitchen. Yes. And Arthur is saying Ma- Maud will will we'll beg. And um, Like, what can we do? Yeah. And you know, Maud says, I want you to beg and grovel and plead mm-hmm. that you treated us in such a miserable, mm-hmm. rotten, shoddy way. Yes. That you won't be able to way. sleep nights until we come to your right. party, right? Um and, and she wants she wants Vivian to throw her arms around her and yes. do all that. And at that point, I think Arthur's gets down on his knees and he's like, "You want us to beg? Okay, yeah. we'll beg. We'll beg." And we'll then beg. he says, "Vivian, get down on your yeah, hands yeah, knees yeah, and he's beg." he's trying to get her to get down on her knees. And legs, so. I think Vivian says something about not in this dress. Mm, yeah. And Maud gave her a really cutting remark about the dress, and I cannot remember oh, what she said. Gosh yeah i cannot remember what she said but it was it was uh it was a shady yeah. very shady remark yes um oh yes vivian says something about that dress and then um Maud says with that dress you're not missing anything or you're not missing much right right i think it was a little <coughs> more cutting than that but that was what yeah I, that was what i picked up yeah um so vivian is, is saying she's saying uh, you know i'm um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm, I treated you in such a... And she misses the line. And then Maud helps her through right. it. Saying, you know, miserable, rotten, shoddy, shoddy way. way. And, you know, Vivian finishes mm-hmm. up by mm-hmm. saying that mm-hmm. I won't be able to sleep nights mm-hmm. unless yes. I come unless you come to my party. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Maud turns to her and, like, sneers and mm-hmm. says, N-O spells no. No. <laughs> being very childish. <laughs> so, at that um, point, there's sort of this shift where Mm -hmm. Vivian actually Mm -hmm. remembers all of the lines. And she says it through a tear-stained, like, weepy, misty-eyed plea. Yes. Like, could you please come to my party? Begging for forgiveness. Yes, you're going to come to the party. And then Maude Mm -hmm. starts crying, saying, I wouldn't dream of imposing on your party. Yes, yes. Well, actually, what was Vivian... One of the last things was, was, like, Vivian was saying how that she feels miserable... And Mort is like, I can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, Maud. Oh, Maud. That's a, that's And then Maud. she starts saying that you know they're making up, and she's like, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of imposing on you." And and that's when we get to the men now. Yes. You with know. with um, with Arthur saying, was it Arthur or Walter he said women? Uh, it was one of them who said it, and then the so other he, one right. said, You can say that again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Arthur, I think, turns mm. to Walter, and they start having a conversation about, oh, like one of my guests of honors, he was mm-hmm. in Earl mm-hmm. Wilson's column. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his wife is a very prominent mm-hmm. actress. Famous actress. Famous actress. She was, was in, in King, King Kong. Kong. And Walter mm. freezes. Yes. He freezes, and he goes, Fay Faye Ray? Ray? And mm. just repeats Faye Ray yeah. in different. Yes. different different uh, octaves and different uh, yeah, volumes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's like, Faye Ray, Maud, Faye Ray! And Arthur's like, oh, you've heard you, of you, her. You, have, he's, I think he was like, oh, you've seen it, right? Something, yeah. something like Some that. Some of that effect. And, um, I think at one point, Doesn't let's say he's gonna bring up Bruce Cabot? 10 to 1 he mentions, B- t- like, t- under yes. her breath, 10 t- to t- 1 he mentions yes. Bruce Cabot. Yes, yes. And he's like, Bruce And he just Bruce mentions Cabot. the entire end yes. of King Kong. Yes. Where, you know, he mentions Fay Ray's long flowing hair and the ripped dress. Robert Armstrong. Robert Armstrong. Robert Robert Armstrong. He said it. He actually said this. Yes. It was not bullets, but beauty Beauty that killed killed the the beast. beast. You mean that, Fay Ray? (laughs) Yeah. All the doctors are bringing their wives. Right. (laughs) But again, I... I hate that level of ownership. Mm -hmm. where it's like sure all the Dodgers I mean we had this conversation when did we have this conversation like really early on like I think it was within the first season when we mentioned George Clooney and his wife Mm -hmm. and how his wife is more prominent and prevalent than he is Mm -hmm. and again it was just one of those things where the men will always get the notoriety and again it was in it was in the episode where Florida when we first meet Florida and James Mm -hmm. we meet Florida and Henry for the first yes, time. Yes, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, Maude says, you must be Florida's husband. Mm-hmm. And he corrects her and says, well, it's the right way, but Florida's my wife. Right. So, again, it was just yes. one of those things where, like, Faye Ray is this really big movie star yeah. and her husband's mm-hmm. a doctor. Right.
1: So. so, just
0: just interesting to sort of bring that, mm-hmm. bring that back and how times have changed, yes. but how they still, you know, remain the same. Mm-hmm. Um and you know Maud like w- Walter's going on about like Fay Ray Fay Ray Fey Ray, fey ray mm-hmm. and Maud's like who cares right and Walter then screams banging on yeah. his chest like King Kong I yeah. care <laughs> which was adorable yes and he he wants to he wants to go to that party now and again now at this point you know what Maud's like oh, Walter you're acting like a li- an a- angry little, little boy. boy yes and he goes well, I am a mad little boy yeah, and yes. he says it like. Like a toddler, and uh, um, I think it's at that point Mrs. Mrs. Nagleth comes downstairs. Mrs. Is coming downstairs, Walter is telling her to go what back. The hell, upstairs. Where the hell do you think you're going? Right. And she goes back upstairs, <laughs> and she actually crawls upstairs. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think at that point Arthur's like, Arthur says something to the effect of Maud being yeah. a dumb, dumb a hysterical, wife. hysterical, dumb, 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 dumb wife. wife. And you know, the audience is just like And Maud calls him a stupid quack. A stupid condescending quack. And Vivian says, How dare you? You're not one of his You're patients. Not one of his patients. <laughs> and Maud says, which is why I'm standing here. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. I think Maud says, because uh, the the subject of class came yes. up. Yes, yes. Arthur uh, brought up brought up class. Arthur brought up class, and Maud says, "Class, yes. you paid for our wedding present with green stamps." Green stamps. stamps. And um, Arthur says, oh, "Vivian, you told." <laughs> <laughs> I just it was it was. A- and so walter's bringing up that he has personalized license plates wizard of avis was also mentioned was it wizard of avis i don't i don't even know what that is Uh, neither do i but i mean i I remember writing it down wizard i think arthur said something about wizard of avis and Mm. you know walter's like well i have personalized license Mm. plates and you know arthur says anybody can get a license plate that says wally f (laughs) and vivian oh vivian then says he can park Arthur can park at the bus stop. Oh, right. Arthur can park at the bus yeah, station. Yes, yes. And, you know, Maude says, that's where he picked you up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Vivian then says, to think we considered you our friends. Yep. And then Maude, like, says, oh, come off it, Vivian. You have no friends. We're the only ones who like you enough to be your enemies. <laughs> so, Walter is, he's, he's yelling now, wait a minute, wait a minute. This friendship is over. Yep get out get the hell out of my house and Vivian says I wouldn't come back here I won't come back here until I'm old, old and, and gray. gray and Maud says Ugh. like before you had your hair dyed and your face, face lifted. lifted and again the audience is just Ooh. they're losing it yes and uh, you know Vivian then says well I never and, I, and Maud goes I was gonna say me <laughs> and I go <laughs> uh. and Maud goes I know that's why you had your hair dyed and your face lifted, lifted. So Arthur says, we're leaving. Uh, is there something to the effect that they're not going to get to meet Fa Kong? No fake Kong or no <laughs> fake Kong. Yeah, Faye Kong or no fake Kong. And, uh, you know, more than says, we would never set foot in your house ever again. Yes. Because if there's one thing I, I have, hope. it is my, my Dignity. dignity. And when she sits down, what does she sit on? She sits on the whoopee cushion. Sits on the whoopee cushion. Ah, 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 In that beautiful outfit and tiara. beautiful outfit and tiara. And she sits on the whoopee cushion. And just stone-faced as the sound is made. The audience laughs. Walter and Vivian. uh, Walter, Vivian, Arthur, they all start cackling. Yes. Um... Uh, and uh, you it, know, it, Vivian then says, "When can you come over?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Maud says, "I am ready." Like, yeah. uh, when when you when can you guys get ready? Maud yeah. says, "I yeah. am ready." Yeah. She says, "Walter, get in. Where's your suit?" Right. So and it's at that point that Mrs. Norgatuk comes, comes down, back down, and she is all dressed, she's all gussied up, all gussied up. Yeah. She says, um, "I'm going down to the UN to pick, pick up, up a, a Greek." Greek. <laughs> I mean I must say, some Greek men are absolutely delicious. Oh my oh my goodness. Yes. I'm yes. a sucker for a trip to Mykonos. Oh yes. Um although I wouldn't go there right now. I think they're still in I think they're still in turmoil. Are they? I think so. Okay. I'm not hundred percent on that one. I haven't I mean I remember in like I remember a few years ago, like mm-hmm. there was like a civil war going on there. I don't know what's going on there nowadays. No musaka for you. No musaka for me. Okay. Uh so But I do want some garlic the purgile, which, the custard. I don't think I've ever had that. You've never had. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. No, I'm not familiar with it's that. It's so good. Go to Acropolis. Yeah. It just it is delicious. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it enough. I love anything like spinach and feta. Yep, love it. I remember I went. We me we and a group of friends went to Acropolis, and I had. Um, Oh god, what uh was it pastiche? mm That's the macaroni. It's the macaroni or, or, with the with the cream with, custard yes, on yes, top. Yes, yes, yes. It was, and it has so the, good. Be- the 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 ground beef the ground with ground the cinnamon. Beef and, yeah, like, it was so mm. out of this world mm. delicious, mm. and I want it. I mm. want it more. Mm. I consider myself a foodie. I'll eat just about anything. <sighs> Me too. Almost anyone. Uh, same. <laughs> correct so we have a break so we have a break and we, we come, come back, back and Maud and walter are at the door they're mm-hmm. coming they're going into their house yes, and good Maud night and i night, denied walter the greatest one, party oh, ever i'm so sorry ever. about my headache oh, love you guys love, love you. you both and they both so enter well, and they yeah. lean up against the door uh, and they are exasperated yes and Maud says the worst, worst evening i ever spent yeah, in my life the, 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 the most Boring, 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 boring. They're talking about the this, this doctors telling stories about hearts and kidneys you, and livers. So here's my question, because as drag queens, we mm-hmm. do sometimes talk shop a lot mm-hmm. when it's just, you know, a yes. group of girls. And if there's one thing that I've noticed, if it is a specific group of people, mm-hmm. rega- like specific niche of people, mm-hmm. they will always invariably talk work. Drag, yeah, yeah, when like drag queens, yeah. union members, yeah. people that are like coworkers together, my my cousin and my father worked for the same company. Mm-hmm. So every other phone call, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Oh well, have you heard from so and so? Oh, did you work with so and so? Oh, mm-hmm. did you just shop talk? Mm-hmm. And it it fascinates me. Hmm. Fascinates the ever loving bejesus out of me. Interesting. And I'm like, what do uh, do people just... Engage, uh, how does one conversate with another human being mm. without mentioning job or occupation? I don't know. Is, but isn't that what forms the sort of the, you know, outside of like familial, familial relationships mm-hmm. are, you know, the outside of familial relationships, yes. usually they're based on some sort of common element. Yes. Which might either be like, you an know, an occupation, occupation or or um, an, an interest. interest so i mean that's just it's interesting i mean cuz basically unless there is because there there are times there are times when i notice that that is all some people will talk about mm. that is sometimes what people will talk about exclusively mm-hmm. because that is the only connection see mm. with with me and my family there are only so many similarities mm-hmm. i am a liberal they mm. are they are conservative. they are conservative I am a Democrat. They are Republican. Republican. So political talk just goes nowhere. Nowhere. And if it goes anywhere, it's to war. Right. Um, And also, I do drag. Mm -hmm. I enjoy Broadway. Mm -hmm. I enjoy shows. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing I really have to talk about with my family is my life and the life of our family. Like, like last night, um, uh, I'm using this as an example. So, to those that don't know... I was at a number of gigs this past weekend, uh, where I was at CUNY, where, where I was doing a gig for CUNY that I took from this this darling person. Because I took year. ill. They were they, Yaha. took ill. Took ill. That's what it was. I didn't poison him. No. Um. <laughs> so there was a gig for CUNY. There was a gig for New uh, Bar. New Bar. There was the Friends of Dorothy show, and then yesterday was Long Island uh, Pride. Farmingdale Pride. It was Long Island Pride, and you know. My mother and I have do have a lot of similarities in the fact that we look alike, we sound alike, we talk alike. Who um, oh, are you, Patty um, Duke? Correct. <laughs> well, Kathy likes and mini well, wet. <laughs> the mini you the ballet roots of grapes. Our Patty likes to rock and roll. <laughs> um, Which so... one like the hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> that would be you. That would be me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And, you know, it was the first time in a long time that I was actually able to have an open, honest conversation with my mother Mm. about makeup, and costuming, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. drag, and the gigs that I've been working. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, my mother actually acknowledged that I've been working my tail off, Mm -hmm. because I have been. Yeah. Like, between Mm -hmm. the Golden Girls gigs that we have, the gigs that are going to start lining up eventually, the costumes that I make, the voiceovers, like, it was just one of those really nice moments where we talked about something other than Mm -hmm. family, other than politics. Right so it's just it's fascinating it's fascinating to dissect a conversation with someone, especially when there is only so many um connections to be made mm-hmm. Like when I mentioned that you were my drag mother, she laughed. <laughs> I did. I, I told her. I because I uh, I, uh, I had mentioned uh, that Diamante yeah. was Alexis uh, Flame's yeah, daughter. Right. Right. And you know we had I had that mm. moment with her, and then I explained mm. that to my mother, and she was she was just listening. Uh huh. She was listening. I don't know if she saw the joy in my face. I know that I know she heard the exhaustion. Uh huh. But she came downstairs, and she was so cute. She's like, "You still have white on your face." I'm like, mm. "It's just it." I'm glistening.
1: It's all <laughs> albaline.
0: That's all albaline. Mm-hmm. All the makeup is off of my face. <laughs> um but again, it's it's fascinating to dissect a conversation with someone you don't traditionally have a lot of mm-hmm. connection with right. outside about, of right, right. the family. Right. True. So interesting. That was definitely something. Mm. Um, so they're talking about shop talk and uh you know they Maud was mentioning bladders and livers kidneys. My butcher would have felt mm. right at home. Right, right. Would have been right at home. Right. And, you know, they're both so tired and so exhausted. And now, let's remember, the party started, like, at 7. Party started at 7. Party started at 7. Yep. And, and, um, and I believe it's it Maude that makes the remark. Maude says, what time is it? No, the, no they that it was the, the the longest night. Longest night of their, of, yes, of, of there their was, lives. Yes, it was Maude that said that. Longest yes. night of their lives. Yes. And, you know, Maude's stretching yeah. and Walter's stretching. Yeah. And Maude asks, what time is and, it? Uh, and what time is it? Only eight thirty. <laughs> so they were only at the party an hour and a half. An hour they and just a half. Had to leave. They were only there. It was at the party she had to get to. Had to get had to. Had to attend. But I mean, that was that situation. Comedy. But situation that comedy. Was, comedy. That was, that, that, they had to do something to make the audience yeah. like like was, I said, typical. You know, that was definitely Ricardo Mertz's honey nerves, very much. That. All those you know those typical sitcom trope things of yep. the. The neighbor couples and I think like that happens maybe once or that happens a couple of times more because again like now that now that the show is in full swing they've been renewed for a couple more seasons they leaned into the relationship between mm-hmm. the, the Finleys and the Harmon's a little bit more yes so I definitely definitely appreciated that yes. and again it was it was all over a very good episode it was this Overall, was good this was a, this good, was episode. a good episode. This was it had some really funny parts to it. Not in the top fifty, but no, like definitely within the top hundred. Yes, it's definitely uh, one of the better episodes of season three. Season three, yeah. Let's, let's put it up at, at that. Definitely, I, I, I definitely agree. With we thank you mm-hmm. so much for listening go. to God Will Get You For That Walter. If you would like to listen to more, you can on our YouTube channel, which mm-hmm. is uh, God Will Get You For That Walter on YouTube. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like, you can also follow us on Instagram at Finley's Friendly Appliances. Correct. If you would like to follow me, you can at Tomcat on all forms of social media, and that is cat with two T's. And where can they find you? Everywhere. That's Tony Home Perm, and that's... Liza with a Z. Yes. Liza with a Z. Tony with an I. And Tony (laughs) with an I. (laughs) Yes. We thank you so much for listening and you will hear us on another episode of God will get you for that, Walter. Bye, guys. Good night.